It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your mug. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today. Bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly All right, welcome in episode six of Kicking It with Breezy and Don C. Danny Belsito, Donnie Sherell here. Uh, we know today's a very, very sad day. January 26, 2020 will go down in infamy when it comes to the world of basketball. The legend, the Black Mamba, the killer, Kobe Bean Bryant, uh, has passed away. He died today, age of 41, along with his daughter Gianna, who was also with him, age 13. They died in a freak helicopter accident. Uh, they passed away today, this morning, and I got news, of course, on my phone this afternoon. Uh, just really sad and, you know, hearing how it happened. And they're actually on their way to Gianna's AAU basketball game. And along with them was John Altabelli, his daughter Alyssa, and wife Carrie. Those are three other names that were mentioned in the total nine. Uh, his daughter Alyssa was teammates with Gigi. And it absolutely breaks your heart, Danny. And I can't say anything much more other than I saw this, and it's going to be one of those moments that I'm going to tell my kids one day, God willing, that I remember exactly where I was, exactly what I was doing when I heard the news about Kobe Bryant passing away, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, I mean, I it's hard to believe that we really have to digest this sort of information. You know, you never want... Um, so quickly. Yeah. So quickly, so suddenly, you never, you know, there there are legends obviously who pass away all the time. You know, sport legends who's left an impact. You know, I think about Muhammad Ali, people like this. But you know, they got to live out their life and see their children achieve their achieve their dreams and and things like that. And, and that's you know something that so unfortunately Kobe will not be able to see. Gigi one day run the WNBA and and the rest of his daughters run run the world doing whatever they're gonna do. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I'll, I'll never forget. You know, I, I was actually training today. We normally don't have Sunday practices. Normally, I would have just been relaxing, probably watching some basketball or some highlights or something anyway. Um, so I would have heard the news pretty quickly, seeing as basketball is, you know, one of, if not my favorite sport to follow. Um, but yeah, we, we were practicing. I was, you know, doing what I love, training, you know, trying to get better at my sport. Something that I'm sure, you know, came from the impact that he had on, on me as a child growing up as a basketball player, you know, instilling that work ethic. Um, so yeah, that that this is something that we will never ever ever forget as fans of sports, and um, I'm sure people who are not even in the sports world will remember this moment because he is a uh, transcendent athlete. He's one of those few athletes that his name and his legacy and his impact goes well beyond his sport, well beyond sports in general. Um, so yeah, this this is a day that nobody obviously was prepared for, and uh, as you've seen maybe on social media for those who have looked. Obviously, we are not the only people who have been impacted by Kobe throughout his life and our own. So, uh, God bless his family and you know wife Vanessa and the rest of their daughters. And you know, you just pray that these uh, these tragedies are few and far between. So, 
God bless Kobe, and uh, we'll remember this day forever. That's for sure. We were already planning. I know you guys have probably seen on, saw on our Instagram we were planning on doing an episode today. We were trying to think of some stuff, whether it was NFL. Uh, we were going to recap Conor McGregor and Cowboy Cerrone. And then as soon as this happened, I immediately thought, what better way to honor Kobe than to talk about him for a solid 40 minutes? And that's what we're going to do today. Uh, today's special edition episode will be dedicated in honor of Kobe Bean Bryant and his daughter Gianna, who tragically passed away today in a helicopter accident. Let's get right in. I don't want to be too somber because we've been somber enough today. I've already shed my fair amount of tears and there's going to be more to come. Kobe was probably my favorite player growing up and he's the reason that I love basketball so dearly. I mean, seeing him play in the purple and gold, I was a Lakers fan, I'll admit it. When I was a little kid, I was a little bit of a bandwagon, but you know, who wasn't? Uh, So quickly, I'm going to do my three favorite memories of Kobe. Uh, First, I'm going to have to say, of course, is 81 points. And it's funny enough because I kid you not, you know, January 22nd, it was the anniversary 14 years of when he scored his 81 points. It was a Wednesday. Uh, I was prepping to do an ESPN3 game against Queens for Wingate. And uh, that day, I was just sitting there on my laptop in class, and I probably watched Kobe's 81-point highlights recapped by the late, great Stuart Scott probably three, four times in a row, and I couldn't get sick of it. You never can get sick of it. Second to, you know, Wilt's 100-point barrage when he was with the Warriors in the, you know, early 60s, but definitely say his 81 sticks out in a big way. Next, I'm going to have to say a memory that really sticks out for me is in Game 7 of the NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics in 2010. I remember exactly where I was. I was in my grandmother's house in my room, and I was donning my yellow, or I should say gold, Kobe Bryant Adidas jersey. I was in, I guess, what, fourth, fifth grade around that time, and seeing Meta World Peace hit the go-ahead three-pointer after Kobe had a really terrible game offensively. If you want to look at it, he was 6 of 24 from the field, but he had 15 boards, and he had that crucial pass to Meta World Peace, and the Lakers avenged that 2008 finals loss, I should say, and uh, gave Kobe his fifth NBA championship. That's never going to escape my mind. Lastly, I mean, it just gives me chills. The same night that Golden State was going for their, what, 73rd win? I believe so. Kobe was Kobe was on ESPN against the Jazz. That final game, you know, remember, remember it is Mamba out, is what he said, is, you know, his post-game, his post-game speech, and scoring 60. And he had, what, 40, 50 shots? But at that point, it was, you know, forget it, screw it, let's just give the ball to Kobe. And, you know, I, I was fine with that. I'm sure, you know, Lakers fans are fine with it as well, and... Talk about a beautiful sight to see, Danny. Those are my top three favorite Kobe memories. I want to hear yours. Yeah, you know, I I think two memories kind of stick out to me. Um, number one, absolutely being, you know, what I guess will go down as the Achilles game. Yep. Um, in 2013, in April, towards the end of the season, in a pretty damn important game, if if you think about it against, you know, my team, the Golden State Warriors, he uh, was making a playoff push, you know, the Warriors and Lakers, you know, Kobe was obviously near the end of his career and still wanted to make a late playoff push because you never know what you're going to get when it comes to Kobe in the playoffs. And, you know, late in that game, I think it was 109-107, if I remember correctly, about three minutes left. You know, Kobe went left. I think he was, he was getting guarded by a young Harrison Barnes at the time and, and went past and looked, had the typical Achilles look. Looked back like he got stepped on, 
went down. The whole stadium was in horror. You know, obviously, you know, Kobe was in his 17th season, obviously counting down the days till he would probably be out. And uh, he was down for a while, and a lot of people didn't know maybe that was the last time we were going to see Kobe. Not too many people come back from an Achilles injury after 17 seasons. So, you know, people, you know, life flashed before their eyes in that moment. And he got up, thought about going to the bench. <laughs> Typical Kobe walked right back up to that free throw line and landed two free throws. And strangely enough, the Lakers won that game by two points. So, you know, it's safe to say that Kobe stepping up and being the man that we all know him to be, an absolute assassin, thought, who better to take these free throws than me on my way out for the season? And they won that game, and, and they did make it to the playoffs. Um, you, when you think about that, you think about just the man that Kobe is. You know, he, he's never somebody who believes in minutes restriction. He never is somebody who believes in taking plays off. He's never somebody who believes in giving anything but 100% when it's asked of him. And that's exactly what he did. Um he could have complained, could have checked out, could have given up. But like it says in the article I'm reading right here, he proved that you shouldn't let anything stand in the way of achieving your goals. Hmm. Um, and that's something that none of us will ever forget. Second moment that means a little bit you know, less to me than that, but something that still stands out is in 2009, after the Lakers beat the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, Kobe got a call from a, a little bit of a younger up-and-coming rapper named Lil Wayne that we all know. And, and Lil Wayne was crazy motivated by Kobe. And uh, Lil Wayne called him and he said, hey, Kobe, uh, you, you're crazy, man. You know, you motivate me. Can I make a song about you? Kobe thought, what? Lil Wayne wants to make a song about me? <laughs> okay, yeah, do whatever you want. You know, He's focused on going to the finals. And obviously going on to the finals and beating Orlando in that NBA Finals, scoring the most points he's ever scored in an NBA Finals series. Um and who's to say that had anything to do with Lil Wayne's song? But that song, you know, that we played in the intro, it's one of my favorite songs. Um, you know, that's something that'll stay with me forever. That's a song I used to play, you know, from 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, before basketball games, tennis matches. It just gets you in that, you know, that Mamba mentality, as we all like to say. And, uh, yeah, I mean, those are those are a couple of things that stand out to me, like, like Donnie said and I've said, you know, the legend of Kobe will live on forever, but... You know, those are just some moments that all of us can appreciate and, and think about in the coming months and years to come. And those Kobe highlights and that song, they will never, ever pass on. They will always be here, thankfully. So, yeah, those, those are just things that we get to uh, we get to appreciate. We get to, we get to look at and smile and, and hug our friends and say, hey, we, we were alive when these things happened. We got to see the greatness of Kobe. We got to see his last game. We got to see the 81. Um, and we get to hear that song whenever and, and be reminded of... Uh, the absolute beast Mamba was. So yeah, those are uh, those are the moments that mean the most to me. So I, I know there are moments out there for the rest of you that there are those special moments and we would love to hear about those as well. So please be willing to share those with people because I, lo I love reading these moments. So those are my favorite moments. Thank you for yours, Donnie. Um, and there we are. Can't really uh, put a... Put words in that, Danny. Uh, I mean, when it comes to sports moments, I think that's what's so beautiful about sports is that with when it, whether it's a tragedy, if you're looking at it, you know, besides sports, you remember where you are. And again, with Kobe, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to remember where I was when I saw the news on my phone from TMZ. And of course, reading it from TMZ, I'm not going to lie to you, I thought it was a hoax. I thought it was fake, and I didn't want to believe it. And I think it, it hit me hardest when I opened my phone. I had a text from one of my friends, uh, Rhea, actually, and she texted me and she said, is this real? 
and I, I responded, I'm like, no, Rhea, this is, this is bull, whatever. I'm not going to say <laughs> it. I'm going to keep it clean. But uh, I was very, I was very confused and I read it. I shook it off and I immediately go to Twitter. I hit refresh. And first thing I see is Paul George and he tweeted, no way, get out of here. And after I saw that, my stomach did a 180 and it totally just flipped inside of me and I could feel it. And I didn't even want to move, Danny. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. It may sound dramatic, and I've, I've already seen slander about Kobe Bryant already on Facebook and on Twitter, and it, it it really sickens me because people say, oh, how can you, you know, he's a basketball player. Oh, he's, you know, he's this. You never knew him. He didn't know you. What are the chances that, you know, he impacted you that way? Well, he did. It's all relative to how you grew up and how you were impacted by a guy like that and what he did off the court. I mean, you look at it with four daughters People would always say, and I remember, I'm always going to remember this as well. I hate to, you know, quit harping on, I don't want to keep harping on all these all these moments, but when he was interviewed by Jimmy Kimmel not too long ago, Jimmy Kimmel asked him, you know, uh, is Gigi going to play in the WNBA? And Kobe responded, of course, oh, for sure, for sure. And I know I'm paraphrasing, but I did know that he uh, at one point said, you know, everybody always comes up to me and says, like, yo, when are you and V going to have a boy? You know, you need a guy, you need to carry on the, the Black Mamba legacy. And Gigi would pipe in and say, oi. I got this. I got this. And I get goosebumps and it 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 breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart and I don't want to spend too much more on it because I'm going to get emotional and I don't want to get emotional right now but um it really just puts into perspective just how much people can change uh without even really knowing it. And I think that right there he was doing so much for the women's game as well. Uh, with you know advocating for it, advocating for you know fair, more fair opportunities, more fair chances for women when it comes to the spotlight, and it just pains you, especially with his daughter as well. I think that you know that's being overshadowed. She was 13 years old. She had such a promising future. Uh, seeing her on hoop mixtapes on Twitter, you know, people knew how good she was, and it really pains you. It does. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's it's crazy for me, you know, to see people say things like you said. You know, oh, he was just a basketball player. He was just an athlete. You know. How much does it really mean to people? But you know, uh, Quantrell Coakley, who's, who's one of my one of my buddies, I used to take photos for him when he was just coming up in the rap game. Now he, now he's doing big things from from my city, obviously Charlotte. You know, he, he was he posted a couple of things today, a couple of posts just saying, no, this can't be real, this can't be happening, and it was just similar to everything that you know everybody else was posting. It can't be real. We're all in shock. We're in disbelief. And then he posted something that really hit me. That you know. He said when he was young, his dad wasn't around. And, and there's not too many people, you know, around you when you don't have uncles that are always around or grandparents or things. Or if it's just you and your siblings, you know, there's always – you have to find somebody to look look up to. And he said Kobe was that guy, you know. He wasn't even an athlete. He was trying to come up in the rap game. But, you know, just that mentality of pure greatness, waking up early, doing the extra work, you know, not worshiping anybody, just worshiping the grind, you know, th- th- that's the type of thing that – People can absolutely look up to. So to say something is ridiculous, I say, oh, he's just an athlete, he's just this, he's just that. So fine, you, you may believe that. But you know, to, to young athletes and, and to people who needed that, somebody to look up to, Kobe, that's what Kobe was. Kobe was that person who transcended sports, like we said. And, and he, he was that person that, that, that young kids looked up to, whether it be you know, kids who played basketball or, or, or just kids who, who wanted somebody to look up to that they thought was the guy who was that who was that figure that spoke out and pure confidence, pure work ethic, 
What do parents want to instill in their kids other than confidence, work ethic, respect for the grind, respect for the game, and, and appreciating the moments? And, and that is what Kobe stood for. So I think those are the things that we, like you said, you know, both of us getting emotional, those are the things that we will always remember about Kobe and that will live on forever through the rest of his daughters and, and, and through the players who have been impacted by him. So, you know, that is something that we will all have forever. And uh, I think that needs to be definitely appreciated and, uh, and cherished because there aren't too many athletes who have that impact. There aren't. And uh, he's one of them. So we, uh, we absolutely need to cherish those moments that we just mentioned. Well said, Danny. Um, let's move forward now. I've got a couple of quotes that really stand out in my mind. I'm going to take the reins on this one. Uh, I'm a big quote guy. I love seeing motivational things. I love seeing things in words. Uh, so there's this article posted by USA Today. I'm going to read a couple from them and then a, co a couple of uh, other Kobe Bryant quotes that just remind you just how how great of a person he was and a competitor and a basketball player. He um, you know, always was had his head down, always always knew how to work. That was his thing. Uh, as many of you know, maybe some of you don't know, his go-to nickname was the Black Mamba. You know, that's where his Nike logo stemmed from, the Mamba logo. And uh, this is a quote that he has on creating his alter ego, as he called it. He said, I had to organize things, so I created the Black Mamba. Kobe has to deal with these issues, all these personal challenges. The Black Mamba steps on the court and does what he does. I'm destroying everybody that steps on the court. And it's followed by a picture of Kobe with two fists up after winning the 2010 NBA Finals. That just, I mean, that's, I think that's the most Kobe quote you could ever hear. I mean, the Black Mamba destroying anybody that's in front of you, whether it's in life, whether it's in sports. He did that, and he did it with a passion. That's one quote that I think is always going to stand out to me. This is another one that I really love. I always have this debate with my parents. Uh, I always, of course, say that NBA Christmas Day is my favorite day of the year, and they always say, you know, Donnie, how could you, how could you say that? And you know, I've got aspirations. I would love to call an ESPN NBA game one day. That's where I'd like to get. And they always say, oh, you wouldn't want to be with your family. I'm like, well, yeah, of course, but you know, you'd like to have a good balance. And Kobe actually had this quote. I found it just now. He said, Christmas morning, I'm going to open presents with my kids. I'm going to take pictures of them opening the presents. Then I'm coming to Staples Center and I'm going to get ready for work. How Kobe is that? Because he was probably one of the best dads magnified in the media in the sports world that we're ever going to see. I mean, he had four beautiful daughters, Gianna, of course, who has passed away, always with her, always, you know, courtside. There was that one video that surfaced of Ian Eagle describing them, you know, on the sideline. He was describing her a play and she was vividly listening. And it, it just makes you, it just makes you sit there and realize just what a good guy he was opposed to just a basketball player. Lastly, this one's a little bit funnier just because I love good humor. I love some good trash talk. And people know about the beef between Shaq and Kobe, or the supposed beef, and they ended up clearing the air uh, in a sit-down interview on YouTube. You should really take a look at it if you haven't. Uh, I think it's about 30, 35 minutes. Really great watch. Uh, after winning his 2010 NBA title, he said to Shaquille O'Neal, I've got one more than Shaq, so you can take that to the bank. <laughs> Because Shaq had four, Kobe had five. They always had some beef. But I think, again, those quotes embody Kobe Bryant. Uh, he came to work. He was a workaholic, as you might say. And uh, he gave us 20 great years, Danny. Gave us 20 great years. And I was 
was hoping for 20 more because I think that as an executive, as a potential coach, as a figure in this game, the sky was the limit for Kobe. And what pains me the most, Danny, I think, is that this all happened the day after LeBron James passed him for third all-time in the all-time scoring list. And when I sat down, I think that's the moment that I lost it today. I sat down, and I tried to comprehend what was going on. And I opened my phone. I look at Twitter, and I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. You know, of course, LeBron just did that last night. So I go watch LeBron's postgame presser, and he had a quote. Again, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not going to play the exact video for time purposes. But at one point, they're asking him, you know, what did you expect? What was going through your mind when you – broke Kobe's record and he you know, mentioned a time when he met Kobe in Philadelphia when Kobe was still in high school and LeBron was 12, 13 years old, looked up to him and he said, you know, the universe is crazy. You never know what to expect. Let that sink in. Never know what to expect. It's crazy. He's like, I can't explain it. And it's, it's ironic that those are the exact words that pretty much everybody can describe. And today, January 26, 2020. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, I mean, those are some heartbreaking things. I mean, you think about LeBron just describing the impact that Kobe had, even on a night where everybody's celebrating LeBron. I mean, that's, that is the impact Kobe had on the game. And, you know, the one, you know, like you said, one of those things that got you, one of the things that got me is realizing that Kobe's last tweet was congratulating. LeBron. You would never hear somebody like Kobe admit that anybody's better than him. We all know that he's, he believes wholeheartedly that if you don't believe you're the best, what are you doing? You know, why wake up in the morning and try and get better if you don't believe you're the best? But for somebody like Kobe to, you know, his last tweet, this, you know, be tweeting LeBron saying, continuing to move the game forward, King James, much respect, my brother. That's the mentality that we all need to have. There's no hatred for somebody who is uh, trying to reach the same dream as you. And that's clearly how Kobe felt about LeBron. You know, that's, you know, as I, I put on my Twitter, that's one of the greatest speaking to another one. And we're not just talking about great basketball players. We're talking about great fathers, great pioneers for the game, great figures in sports, you know, that are appreciating the greatness that each one has brought to the game and to their families and to the world. So... That's something we can all learn from. You know, you can never uh, hate on somebody who's trying to achieve what you're trying to achieve. So, yeah, and and, uh, and one of the other things, you know, me and Donnie had talked about this a little bit earlier in the day when obviously this news all broke and something that a couple of other people on social media have kind of agreed with, which, which I think would be really cool is um, I, I truly think the NBA needs to go ahead and retire 8 and 24 across yes. the league. Yes. Um, I see Dallas has already done that. Today, they retired number 24. Mark Cuban just appreciates Kobe's greatness, obviously. And quickly said, we're retiring that number within the day. Said nobody will wear that number again. And I think the NBA should retire both 8 and 24. Because the impact that, I guess, what I like to call Froby in the 8 <laughs> had on the league. And the Mamba had on the, in number 24. I th both of those numbers absolutely deserve to be retired. Because the impact that he left um, will, will be seen forever. So I have no reason to believe that that should not also be done. And also, I think one of the, one of the games in the NBA that's very you know skepticized and criticized against is the All Star Game. And I think 
you know, with the All-Star break coming up very soon, I think it would be more than appropriate for the All-Star game to have, I guess it would be Team Giannis or Team LeBron wearing both number 8 and 24 jerseys. One versus the other. I think uh, this is a moment that transcends all of sports, and I think that would be a moment for everybody to just sit back and appreciate Kobe's greatness and, and use it as yet another uh, tool to, re- to remind us and appreciate him as a player because let's be honest Kobe was in the league for 20 years and basically lived at the all-star game yeah one of the moments I'll never forget is Kobe walking down the court with LeBron guarding him in the all-star game LeBron slapping the floor talking about it afterwards I couldn't believe it being able to go one-on-one with with uh one of the greatest of all time that's a moment that will stand on forever so I think it would absolutely be more than appropriate to have the all-star game basically in tribute of Kobe Bryant so I'm hoping that the NBA follows through on that if enough people call for it. Um, and that would be a way for the uh, All-Star game to be finally have some substance in it. Yeah. When typically the All-Star game is kind of a show and a little bit of a circus. Now it can be a show in honor of uh, of Kobe. So I, I'd think, be, I think those would be yes. amazing moments. And I, I hope, I know you agree, and I hope that uh, Adam Silver steps forward and puts that into existence. I, I think, think Adam Silver's a, a great commissioner. I do think that he's going to hear it, and I know he's probably already gotten multiple suggestions and you know words from around the league, and I would not be shocked. And I think it would be potentially one of the coolest moments we're ever going to see. I mean, I'm still sitting here, Danny, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, I'm reading all of these, these tributes, and I... It does feel like a really bad dream for the world of sports. Just a bad dream. I'm going to read a couple of tributes right now uh, just for those of you to hear. This is from Shaquille O'Neal. He wrote, There are no words to express the pain I'm going through now with this tragic and sad moment of losing my niece Gigi and my friend, my brother, my partner in winning championships, my dude and my homie. I love you and you will be missed. My condolences go out to the Bryant family and the families of the, of the other passengers on board. I'm sick right now. Michael Irvin, Cowboys wide receiver, Hall of Famer, now NFL Network analyst, posted, Every now and then in life, God sends us a special blessing to us all. One that will make us think, make us smile, make us go wow, make us hope, make us love, make us inspired, make us motivated, and just make us all better. Then the toughest day in life comes when that gift is taken from time and called to eternity, and it makes us all very sad. Dear God, may all our prayers cover the Bryant family. Hashtag RIP, Kobe Bryant, and all souls lost. Trey Young showed a very, a very heartwarming post to Kobe's daughter, Gigi. He said, This expletive can't be real. This is the first moment I was able to meet Gianna Maria Bryant. Posted a picture with her and Kobe. She's been to only three games this year. Two of them are mine. She told me I was her favorite player to watch. I can't believe this. Rest easy, Gigi. And I actually just saw this one, Danny. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm pouring it on. It feels like a just, you know showering down of emotion, but I have to read this one to you because it's a guy that we are both high on, Kyle Kuzma. He actually just posted a three-picture post on Instagram, and I saw you liked it, so I wanted to read it out loud. He said, 
Dang, I've been messed up all day. I grew up trying to be like you. I would watch YouTube highlights as a kid trying to mimic you, and I still do. I would go to the gym as a kid and shoot fadeaways for hours, acting as if every shot I took was at the buzzer just like you. Then three years ago, I became a Laker. You became, a family, you became family and a mentor to me. As a young kid, I would have done anything in the world to meet you, and as a rookie, I had my opportunity, a dinner, a dinner with my idol, Kobe Bryant. Talking about basketball, life, and business with you at that moment changed my life forever, man. I'm teared up just trying to write this, but Kobe, thank you for being a brother to me. Anything I ever needed from you was just a call away. Thank you for all the knowledge. Thank you for just being a friend. Your inner drive is something that will never be matched. Heroes come and go, but you, my guy, will truly last forever. If that doesn't show you the impact Kobe Bryant had on this generation of at least my age and your age, then I don't know what will. I don't know what will. Yeah. Yeah, that's... uh. Yeah, that's tough, but that's uh, that's the impact, and I'm sure there are going to be many, many more because at the end of the day, that era of the Kyle Kuzmas and the Alonzo Balls, and you know, they're they're no older than me. I mean, these guys are these guys are my age. They grew up watching Kobe the same way I did, and they took it even further. They wanted to follow in his footsteps, and at the end of the day, I think our generation will always uh, appreciate a Kobe Bryant jersey and a Kobe Bryant celebration and you know like we've all been joking around trying to keep it light during the situation you know doing a little turnaround fadeaway throwing your homework all scrunched <laughs> up into a garbage can and there's only one name that you yell when you do that and that's Kobe so yeah it's uh it's hard to believe that Kobe's gone but like we've continued to say and like all these athletes have said in, in their tributes you know he's taught us everything about mindset and and drive and just being an absolute assassin when it comes to wanting to be the best, not not letting anything get in your way. Yep, and, you're uh, right. It, it just reminds me, you know, real quick, talking about, you know, Kobe used to always say, you woke up at 5 in the morning, first one to the gym, always get there. He c- couldn't even believe when guys were talking about getting to the gym 8, 9 in the morning. He's, you're wasting good practice time. And, <laughs> and even when he retired, they asked him, you know, so now that you're uh, retired, you know, what do you do when uh, with training? You can't possibly still be waking up at 5 in the morning. And he said, you're right. Now I'm waking up at 4 in the morning. And I'm getting there and I'm getting my work in because my daughters don't have to always see me grinding. I'm just going to do it. So then by the time they're up and ready trying to go to school, I can drive them and I can take them and I can work with them. So think about that. This guy, 20-year career, 18-time All-Star, 5-time champ, still after retiring, wakes up an hour earlier in the morning because he just wants to be great. So if you think about any uh, any excuses you may have in wanting to be great, he doesn't let four daughters and a wife and a family and TV shows and appearances and no- nothing gets in Kobe's way. He's going to be great regardless. So that's uh, something that can inspire and motivate all of us uh, from now until eternity. So now let's move forward. I know it. You know we hit a very emotional note, but you know us. Can't ever have a conversation and not bring up shoes. And we know that Kobe Bryant was a staple in the kicks game when it came to basketball, when it came to on-court, off-court. So Danny hit us with some of Kobe's most memorable kicks. Yeah, so I have uh, I have here, in my opinion, the four most 
memorable Kobe Bryant shoes and a little bit about each of them. Um, number one is the Kobe 5. Um, these are called the Big Stage Home. Big Stage meaning the NBA Finals because in the 2010 Finals, like we mentioned previously, Kobe would wear around these beautiful white and gold silhouette on the Kobe 5. Very sleek as all Kobe's are. Um, and when the buzzer sounded at the end of Game 7 against the Celtics in that series... It was about two, three weeks when these shoes released and became one of the most sought-after Kobe models in the story Kobe's signature line. Um, apparently, according to this article, the lowest price you will find in these shoes is $500. US So clearly, people understand <laughs> the severity and the uh, the how special these shoes were because, obviously, as we know, 2010 was a very special finals for Kobe. Um, and these are a beautiful shoe. Um, number two is the Kobe 6 Grinch, which we have actually mentioned before on this podcast, previewing the Christmas Day games. These were Donnie's favorite Christmas Day shoes. Um, and as we all know, these were inspired by the Grinch. Um, but the colorway actually took inspiration from, if you can guess, a green mamba snake. Of course. <laughs> I uh, love it. The shoe has a little, it's a lime green upper, if you don't know. Very bright. Has a snake-like texture on the whole upper um, Kobe wore these on Christmas in 2010 against LeBron James and the Miami Heat. It's an absolutely beautiful shoe released on Christmas Day in 2010. One of the greatest Kobe shoes to ever be out. Another one is the What the Kobe 8. Um, if you know sneakers, you know about the What the Line. They go across all different shoes. Kevin Durant's, LeBron's, Kobe's, foam posits, Jordan's, everything. Everybody has a, a What the colorway. And these are beautiful. Tie-dye orange green red with a yellow swoosh um, they have a different side on the left and right shoe on the left and right side like all what the shoes do with materials and colors designs all mixing to get together to create one of the most memorable what the shoes ever created and in my opinion by far the most impactful and most important kobe shoe is the kobe 11 fade to black pack which basically took a look at the entire history of Nike sneakers that Kobe wore in his career. And the Kobe 11 fade to black was the sneaker that Kobe Bryant wore on Mamba Day. This very last game, April 13th, 2016. It's a beautiful shoe, black upper, very simple with nothing but a metallic gold swoosh. And the black Mamba himself, the legend Kobe, provided us one unbelievable, unbelievable memory <laughs> Jesus, choked up talking about it. One last memory in those shoes, notching 60 points in his last game ever. With, in typical Kobe fashion, four rebounds and four assists to go with it. <laughs> in a win against the Utah Jazz. Um, that's a shoe I think that will absolutely be seen in trophy cases and memorabilia cases for a very, very long time. And something that we will be able to appreciate. I know one of my biggest sneaker influences, Kais Omar, who's from the Bay Area. He's a diehard Warriors fan, just like your boy here. But his favorite player, just like Donnie growing up, was Kobe. And he actually has a pair of the Kobe Fade to Black signed by Kobe that he got signed on Mamba Day. And he says those are the one pair of shoes in his collection. And he has pairs of shoes that are twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. He says those will be the one shoe he will never sell. And he has... Gone on the record saying, if his house ever burns down, he will reach for one thing. And he said, jokingly, I hope, the one thing he will grab before his wife will be these fade to black autographed Kobe 11s. Um, and that leads us into what we will end with 
this podcast that has been tribute to Kobe Bean Bryant, the legend, um, the call from the game where he was wearing these fade to black Kobe 11s, Mamba Day. And before we get to that, I did make a promise on a lighter note. We're going to end with this call, but before we do that, uh, shout out quickly to Sam Hyman. Uh, Sam's a good friend of mine. I do a lot of broadcasts with him here at Wingate. We do a lot of content creating together. Great guy. Um, <clears throat> he actually had been putting on a story for a while now. These, what are they called? Danny? Wasabi peas. Wasabi peas. <laughs> uh, it looks like something from maybe Trader Joe's, something of that nature. Sam always puts them on a story, and today I said, I want to try them. And we've got a couple right now, and Danny and I, we're going to get a live reaction for you guys. So, Danny, you ready? They look kind of like, I know you guys can't see, because you all are listeners, not viewers. <laughs> I've got that correct. There we green, go. maybe a little hints of white. They almost look like a white chocolate-covered green M&M or something. They you do. You easily fool a kid. You really could. Easily. All right, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Ooh. Oh. Wow. I can definitely taste the wasabi. Okay, that's hot. I think I. Mm. It kind of went down. These are good. If you you can't see me right now, but I am grabbing another one because these are very yummy. I also just popped another in my mouth. You can have the last one. Those. Kind of hot. Sam, thank you so much because I'm definitely buying myself some wasabi peas. Wow. Wow. For all of you who are sushi fans, you will absolutely love these because if you like a little wasabi on your sushi roll. A little bit of ginger after to cleanse your palate. This is exactly what these Those taste like. Those are really good. Those are really good. Wow. Okay, first, thank you, Sam. I want to say thank you again to all of you all. I know that this episode, it was really hard for us to record. Uh, I know I mentioned before, but when I saw the news today, I thought, what's, what's a way we could honor Kobe? I mean, we were going to go with a regular episode, but I thought, what better way than, you know, to honor the Black Mamba himself and talk all about him and... If we're being frank, I probably could talk about him for another two, three hours, Absolutely. but we don't want to keep you guys. Uh, you know, thank you again for listening. If you haven't already followed us on Instagram at kickinitdbdc, do that now. We're actually right now in the works of making a secondary logo. I'm trying to uh, see what's in my mind when it comes to the creative side. Not a lot flows there, but uh, if I can think of something, hopefully it'll be soon. It'll be created by probably my sister, yours truly, Maria Shirell. On uh, Redbubble, Maria A. Shirelle is where you can find all of her merchandise as well when it comes to kicking it gear. And make sure to follow us as well on Instagram at Danny Breezy with two Y's and at Donnie Shirell, D-O-N-N-Y-C-H-I-A-R-E-L. I want to say thank you again for kicking it with Breezy and Don C. And we're going to end with this call from Kobe Bryant's 60-piece in his final game. Thanks again for listening with kicking it, kicking it, Breezy and Don C. Kobe, give them one last gamer. Bryant, on the move, with the jumper. He oh, my! 58 points! And the Lakers lead! Here's Bryant, two free throws for 60. He has six 60-point games in his career.
60. Talk about goosebumps, Tammy. Hmm. I know I mentioned we were going to close, but I know that you wanted to say a couple more closing points before we head on out. Yeah. After hearing that, it's crazy to think about Kobe Bryant in his last game. There's absolutely nobody, nobody in sports who is more deserving of that type of red carpet out of his uh, of his career. Nobody in this world was mad at Kobe for taking 50 shots. We all sat back and appreciated um, Kobe's greatness that night. So, like Donnie said, thank you guys for listening, crying with us, and appreciating his greatness with us. And uh, that's it. That's all we can say. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, all of those that were in today's crash. God be with you and your families. We send our condolences from kicking it. I want to say thank you guys again for listening. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And as always, thanks for kicking it with Breezy and Don C. We're out. Love you guys.